Today is the third day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today. Got my nice steamy cup of wind farm coffee to my left, as is customary. And got the Bible right in front of me. That's not only customary, it's necessary. So we're locked and loaded and ready to go. It's great to be here with you around the global campfire today as we gather on this winter day to take the next step forward. I know it's summertime for some of you as you gather on this summer day, depending on where you are in the world, as we gather and find our place and just let it all go. Exhale, deep breath in. Big exhale out. Oh, that is, that is so refreshing. And knowing that these next few minutes, this is sacred space, safe space. We can go back and face whatever we need to face, however we need to face it. This is some time to allow our hearts to be bathed in the scriptures. And so let's dive in. We're moving back into the book of Exodus, which is where we left off yesterday. Children of Israel are in the wilderness and they are learning that they must utterly trust in the God that delivered them from slavery. They don't know it, but the wilderness is changing their identity. So let's dive in. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 through 19, verse 15, today. Amalek came and attacked Israel in Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out. Fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua fought against Amalek just as Moses had instructed him. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses would raise his hands, then Israel prevailed. But whenever he would rest his hands, then Amalek prevailed. When the hands of Moses became heavy, they took a stone and put it under him. And Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other. And so his hands were steady until the sun went down. So Joshua destroyed Amalek and his army with the sword. The Lord said to Moses, Write this as a memorial in the book and rehearse it in Joshua's hearing. For I will surely wipe out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and he called it, The Lord is my banner. For he said, For a hand was lifted up to the throne of the Lord, that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard about all that God had done for Moses and for his people Israel, that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife, Zipporah, after he had sent her back and her two sons, one of whom was named Gershom, for Moses had said, 
I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other, Eleazar, for Moses had said, The God of my father has been my help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' sons and his wife, came to Moses in the wilderness where he was camping by the mountain of God. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you along with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They each asked about the other's welfare and then they went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to Egypt for Israel's sake and all the hardship that had come on them along the way and how the Lord had delivered them. Jethro rejoiced because of all the good that the Lord had done for Israel, whom he had delivered from the hand of Egypt. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you from the hand of Egypt and from the hand of Pharaoh, who has delivered the people from the Egyptians' control. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all the gods, for in the thing in which they dealt proudly against them, he has destroyed them. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron and all the elders of Israel came to eat food with the father-in-law of Moses before God. On the next day, Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why are you sitting by yourself and all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, it comes to me and I decide between a man and his neighbor, and I make known the decrees of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you are doing is not good. You will surely wear out, both you and these people who are with you, for this is too heavy a burden for you. You are not able to do it by yourself. Now listen to me. I will give you advice, and may God be with you. You be a representative for the people to God, and you bring their disputes to God. Warn them of the statutes and the laws, and make known to them the way in which they must walk and the work they must do. But you choose from the people, capable men, God-fearing men, men of truth, those who hate bribes and put them over the people as rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They will judge the people under normal circumstances and every difficult case they will bring to you, but every small case they themselves will judge so that you may make it easier for yourself and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will be able to go home satisfied. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he had said. Moses chose capable men from all Israel, and he made them heads over the people, 
rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. They judged the people under normal circumstances. The difficult cases they would bring to Moses, but every small case they would judge themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and so Jethro went to his own land. In the third month after the Israelites went out from the land of Egypt, on the very day, they came to the desert of Sinai. After they journeyed from Rephidim, they came to the desert of Sinai, and they camped in the desert. Israel camped there in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain. Thus you will tell the house of Jacob and declare to the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt and how I lifted you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. And now, if you will diligently listen to me and keep my covenant, then you will be my special possession out of all the nations. For all the earth is mine, and you will be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you will speak to the Israelites. So Moses came and summoned the elders of Israel. He set before them all these words that the Lord had commanded him, and all the people answered together, All that the Lord has commanded we will do. So Moses brought the words of the people back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, I am going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people may hear when I speak with you and so that they will always believe in you. And Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow and make them wash their clothes and be ready for the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You must set boundaries for the people all around, saying, Take heed to yourselves not to go up on the mountain nor touch its edge. Whoever touches the mountain will surely be put to death. No hand will touch him, but he will surely be stoned or shot through. Whether a beast or a human being, he must not live. When the ram's horn sounds a long blast, they may go up on the mountain. Then Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. He said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not approach your wives for marital relations. Matthew 22, 34-23, 12-12. Now when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they assembled together. One of them, an expert in religious law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? Jesus said to him, Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind. 
This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. While the Pharisees were assembled, Jesus asked them a question. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said, the son of David. He said to them, how then does David by the Spirit call him Lord? Saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David then calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to answer him a word. And from that day on, no one dared to question him any longer. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The experts in the law and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, pay attention to what they tell you and do it. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy loads hard to carry and put them on men's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing even to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by people, for they make their phylacteries wide and their tassels long. They love the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and elaborate greetings in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi. For you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Nor are you to be called teacher, for you have one teacher, the Christ. The greatest among you will be your servant, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Psalm 27, 7 through 14. Hear me, O Lord, when I cry out. Have mercy on me and answer me. My heart tells me to pray to you, and I do pray to you, O Lord. Do not reject me. Do not push your servant away in anger. You are my deliverer. Do not forsake or abandon me. O God who vindicates me, even if my father and mother abandoned me, the Lord would take me in. Teach me how you want me to live, Lord. Lead me along a level path because of those who wait to ambush me. Do not turn me over to my enemies. For false witnesses who want to destroy me testify against me. Where would I be if I did not believe I would experience the Lord's favor in the land of the living? Rely on the Lord. Be strong and confident. Rely on the Lord. Proverbs 6, 27 through 35. 
Can a man hold fire against his chest without burning his clothes? Can a man walk on hot coals without scorching his feet? So it is with the one who sleeps with his neighbor's wife. No one who touches her will escape punishment. People do not despise a thief when he steals to fulfill his need when he is hungry. Yet if he is caught, he must repay seven times over. He might even have to give all the wealth of his house. A man who commits adultery with a woman lacks sense. Whoever does it destroys his own life. He will be beaten and despised and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy kindles a husband's rage, and he will not show mercy when he takes revenge. He will not consider any compensation. He will not be willing, even if you multiply the compensation. Okay, so in the book of Exodus today, we find ourselves in the open wilderness we are in the deep desert. It is barren. It is mostly lifeless. It is not the kind of place that could sustain the lives of a multitude of people wandering around it. And so there are some lessons that have to be learned that the wilderness will be the backdrop and the teacher for. And we talked about that yesterday, how they were learning utter dependence upon God. And we talked about how this story, like this wilderness journey, is kind of a retelling of our own stories. If we will look into it and see how the children of Israel respond and realize we're reading this and going, why would you guys respond that way? You have a pillar of fire. You have all that you need. God is right with you. How can you respond this way? And then we look at our own lives in our own wilderness journeys and realize I'm grumbling, I'm murmuring, I'm afraid, I'm just like the children of Israel. And so one of the lessons that I've got to learn is utter dependence upon God. And so that's kind of where we were yesterday. Today, we're still in the wilderness, we're still moving forward, but it's, it's Moses that has a bit of a lesson to learn on his wilderness journey. He hasn't done this. He didn't want to be doing any of this. He asked the Lord, he asked God directly. Like while he's having a conversation with the burning bush, he asked God to send somebody else right to God. So he didn't want to be doing this. He has no experience leading like a multitude of people and navigating the wilderness. So he's got some lessons to learn and they come by way of his father-in-law Jethro who meets him along with the multitude of the children of Israel and brings Zipporah, Moses' wife and his sons back to him to rejoin the household as they continue their journey through the wilderness. So Jethro is watching Moses and just kind of seeing his day-to-day -day activities and if they're not on the move then Moses every day is morning until night just kind of seated, being surrounded by people, making judgments on the issues that are arising among the people. It's a lot of people on a, on a very, very big camping trip. So 
So there's going to be some interpersonal conflict as people jostle around and sort of figure out what they're doing. And and they have all kinds of reasons to be concerned because they, they're worried about food and water and how they're going to survive. And so Moses is out among them. And Jethro simply observes, this isn't sustainable, my son-in-law. And this, you will burn out. Or to quote it directly out of Exodus, you will surely wear out both you and these people who are with you. So in other words, the lesson that Moses is receiving from Jethro is as you burn out, you're going to also be burning the people out. Everyone is not going to end up healthy here. This isn't a sustainable way to navigate the season that you are in. And so Jethro encourages Moses to appoint, appoint leaders among the tribes and to fill those positions, those spots with people who can actually be of help. Not just fill the people or fill the spots with people who want authority or fill the spots with people who are not good, do not, do not have good character, but to fill the positions with worthy candidates who can be passionate about the work of the Lord among the people and helping to organize and govern the people. And so Moses is learning that he can't do it alone. This is, this is important um, because Moses never fully, like completely learns this lesson. He's the senior leader. And so there's a ton of pressure on him and the people constantly are coming to him with their griping and complaining. And so Moses is constantly reminded like on a daily basis of his utter need for God to sustain him. And he does a remarkable work based on what he had to navigate. But we can see that it is a heavy weight upon his shoulders that he has to work through in the wilderness. And so this becomes a good lesson for us to learn. One of the wilderness lessons. We can't do this all by ourselves. We were never meant to do this all by ourselves. We actually need each other to do this. But then we move into the 19th chapter of the book of Exodus. And we're, we're beginning to learn some new things because they are at the mountain of God in the desert of Sinai. And God has invited the people to purify themselves because a holy convocation is going to happen. God is going to come and meet directly with the people. So far, Moses has been kind of back and forth speaking, the mouthpiece. But God is going to reveal himself to the people and communicate with them directly. And so Moses is sent to let the people know three days from now, on the third day, they need to be ready. 
They need to purify themselves. They need to wash their clothes. They need to get shaved and cleaned and spiffy, put on deodorant. I'm, I'm making a joke. They didn't have any of that stuff. But get prepared. Purify yourselves. We will be meeting with God. And so that is the backdrop for where we leave off today. And we will continue the story tomorrow and find out if they do meet with God and if they do, how does that go? And so, Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for another day. Another day around the global campfire, another day to be together in community, another day to know that we are not alone, that we are moving through these things together and that we are wrestling through together, wrestling and gaining deeper understanding in the scriptures and wrestling through the issues of life as we follow the leading of your Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, plant what we've read in our lives today. Lead us into all truth. We ask in the name of Jesus, expecting that you will do just that for us. Thank you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base, and that is where you can find out what's going on around here. Uh, the alternative is to use the Daily Audio Bible app, and that can be downloaded from whatever app store works with your device, and that puts it all in the palm of your hand. We have uh, about sold out of the snapback hats and totally sold out of the beanies that we had. We've ordered some more and uh, we'll have those in supply here uh, probably within a week and we'll let you know about that. But they kind of flew out and so glad for that. Can't wait to see some pictures. But we'll be getting some more of those in soon and I'll let you know when they are safely arrived but in the meantime definitely check out the daily audio bible shop there are resources there for the journey that we are taking together through the bible this year and so certainly check that out if you want to partner with the daily audio bible if the mission to bring the spoken word of god read fresh daily and offered freely to anybody anywhere, anytime, and to build community around the rhythm of showing up together, knowing that we're going through this together and not alone, if that is meaningful, then thank you deeply for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. With a mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app, or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian, I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family. My name is Hannah. I'll go by Grace Over Me. 
I'm up in northern Canada. I live on the Alaska Highway. And um, just like to ask prayer for guidance for my family. We are a foster family. And recently we took in a little three-year-old boy who was basically described as feral from our um, coordinator. No one else could handle him. And so we agreed to take him on an emergency basis, but uh, there's nowhere else for him to go right now. So he's with us. And um, he's uh, really hard to take care of. He has thrown tantrums where it takes my husband and I to hold him down so he doesn't hurt someone or something. And uh, he's occasionally hurt my other children and tried to hurt us. Um, at the same time, we're teaching him to communicate with sign language and we see progress and we pray over him and we have gotten prayer and a friend of ours has fasted and prayed and we are seeing strongholds falling and this beautiful boy underneath. But we're just not wanting to harm our own children in the process of trying to help this boy. And so we're faced with a really hard decision about keeping him long term or requesting that he move on. <clears throat> so if you could just pray for us, <clears throat> that would be great. And um, include my parents at the same time, because my mom has severe dementia, and my dad is trying to take care of her, and he has health issues, and she's refusing any medical help at this time. So if you guys could keep us in your prayers, there's a lot of people I love hurting. Thank you. Hello, Dab family. This is Apex Adam from Washington State. I uh, just finished up on the 30th, January 30th podcast. At the end of the prayer request section, a young lady or a lady um, was sharing how she had been involved for 17 years with Dab, listening every day, new and fresh. And uh, I'm in the same boat. And uh, her testimony was so powerful for me because it really demonstrated what it means to be consistent in God's word amidst failure amidst being on the journey it was just so so real to me and vulnerable it meant a lot it really spoke to my spirit and uh in the in regards to freedom freedom from addiction and cycles of sin and behavior and rebellion uh and just how she processed that i really loved that she didn't give her name then she shared her testimony of growing up in a household uh where there was schizophrenia and things like that and then there were some uh reflections on that all that said it was such a blessing to hear and so real, I oversee a staff of therapists. I'm a pastoral counselor and do some other things within the body of Christ. And I oversee a, 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 some staff therapists. And, um, and we just see this such an important role to understand what it means to deal with these kinds of psychological issues and give them over the Lord and healing, but also to follow the rules and thumb for medicine as well. So just so grateful for everything that you stated. I can't say it enough. Grateful for everyone. I pray for you every day. Um, I'm always listening and, and uh, considering and thank you for teaching me so much along the way. God bless you all. I uh, look forward to hearing more prayer requests. Um, this is Apex Adam, Washington State, out. Hey, DAB fam, it's Mike in, uh, in NYC. And I'd like to ask for prayer for community. I don't have a Christian community right now. And uh, you know, motivation and just mentorship, I don't have it and I need it. I just turned 40 a couple months ago and I feel like I'm just not really being active in life. 
he's kind of being more passive, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I ask for prayer, for motivation, for a kick in the butt, and for my obedience to Christ. Because like the proverb says, you know, a little more sleep, a little more folding of my hands, and poverty comes. And I've been sleeping way too much. Yeah, thanks. That's it for now. Love. Hello, DAB family. This is Diana from Florida. And I want to pray for eyes of a dove. I believe I said that correctly. She is uh, dealing with her mom who has schizophrenia and for many, many years had been medicated and had been doing very well. However, now she has gone off her medication and as a result is having some very manic episodes and I know that that could be very, very frustrating and so let me pray for her. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for this mother. I pray for this daughter. I, I, I pray for them because for so many years there's been so much trauma and turmoil that has come as a result of this schizophrenia that the mother has had and so many wounds, so many difficulties. And dear God, solutions had been drawn with the medication that she was on but now for whatever reason she has gone off of the medication i pray in the name of jesus that you would encourage her to get back on that medication dear god i pray in the name of jesus that she would return to that so that she can be in a normal state of mind i don't understand i i pray that it would be so that she would be healed completely and not have to depend on the medications but god you know more than us why these things are the way they are and so i pray that you would bring the resolution needed um, and that she would have the medications needed um, and dear god that in this her daughter would be strengthened comforted that she would put appropriate boundaries and in the end find your peace in jesus name amen